Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to This Week Again, and I'm your host, Suzanne Posel. We're going to end 2023 with Lauren Boebert switching districts, move on to Nikki Haley's revisionist history comment, and follow all of that up with why Maine took Stinky Dawn off the ballot. (laughs) Let's begin, shall we? 2023 is over. And leave it to the maggot Republican Party to say goodbye with one of the most hilarious displays of cowardice brought to you by Colorado's 3rd District Electoral Disaster, otherwise known as Lauren Boebert. Bobblehead could only get $2.4 million in donations to her re-election campaign for the 3rd District, and her Democrat opponent has raised $7.7 million. So, you know what that means, right? OnlyFans Velma is switching districts. I am announcing my candidacy for the 2024 Republican nomination to represent Colorado's 4th Congressional District in the United States House of Representatives. It's the right move for me personally. This announcement is a fresh start following a pretty difficult year for me and my family. I had never been in politics before and I'd never been through a divorce, something I never intended to go through. I've made my own personal mistakes and have owned up and apologized for them. Colorado's fourth district is hungry for an unapologetic defender of freedom with a proven track record of standing strong for conservative principles. I will be moving to the fourth in 2024 and will continue to take my conservative fight directly to them. I did not arrive at this decision easily. A lot of prayer, A lot of tough conversations and a lot of perspective had convinced me that this is the best way I can continue to fight for Colorado for the conservative movement. Oh, so that's the angle we're going with? Because it looks like this 37-year-old grandma knows she can't win re-election against her Democrat opponent, Mr. Adam Frisch. I know this, and so does the Republican Party, because back in 2022, Madam Trailer Park nearly lost her seat to Adam if it weren't for 546 voters. So this time, Republicans appear to be taking no chances. Colorado's 4th District was represented by Ken Buck, but he's had enough of the maggot's coup on the Republican Party, so he's leaving his seat behind. Hence why insurrectionist Barbie is allegedly relocating 177 miles to Colorado's 4th District, where she'll hopefully get primaried, because it's like eight Republicans now vying for the 2024 nomination, and they have an advantage over Yosemite Samantha. They already live in Colorado's 4th District. And not for nothing, but the reason Lauren Boba Fett is turning tail in her own district is because Clanny Oakley has a history of displaying her stupid as if everyone watches Fox Not A News Channel. Here is a montage of the things that have come out of this double-wide mansion owner's mouth in 2023. Um, You're right, President Trump was in office when the COVID virus was released from a lab in, in China, from the Wuhan lab. The DOJ is no longer the Department of Justice. It's 
the Department of Injustice. No excuses. I was ticked off. They wouldn't let me do my job, so I didn't take the vote. Call it a no-show protest. And uh, it turns out that she's lying when she says it was a protest. Uh, and Boebert actually admitted that she was late and missed the vote on the congressional record. Uh, Representative Boebert has written letters of support for projects in her district uh, to be funded uh, with President Biden's infrastructure package that she didn't just vote no on, but referred to as garbage. And she called this law a massive failure. Tell that to the 850 Coloradans who get new jobs in Pueblo and CS Wynn thanks to this law. Tell that to the local economy that's going to benefit from these investments. You all know you're part of a massive failure? <laughs> no wonder, after many conversations with the Colorado arm of the Republican Party, Boba Fett decided to play musical districts. Clearly, in a race between Miss GED 2020 and Democrat Adam Fisk, Republicans are going to lose the third district. So they're dumping this congressional regret over to Ken Buck's former stomping ground because they're hoping Adam might actually have a fight in the third district. Historically, Bubba Disaster's current seat, well, those voters vote majority Republican. It's just that in 2022, they had had enough of QAnon Karen's shenanigans, not to mention the catfights with Georgia's own electoral embarrassment, Mad Dog Three-Toed Goblin, who fought with Boba Fett over Biden's impeachment inquiry and which one was the better version. Meanwhile, the only woman left wearing bullets in her JCPenney five-inch pumps may have ended her bid for the Republican nomination for president in the 2024 election. I'm talking about the former governor of South Carolina turned U.S. ambassador to the United Nations in Dolt 45's pathetic excuse for a presidency and Republicans token Pakistani, but only when it's politically advantageous. This is Nimarata, but call me Nikki for short, Rondawa Haley. And here is what happened. The Republican presidential primary field is filled with so many extreme candidates that former South Carolina governor and former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, is seen as the moderate of the bunch. But yesterday, we got a reminder of what moderate means among the Republican presidential candidates these days. Please, um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way. What do you want me to say about slavery? Next question. Oh, oh, I have a question. In 2023, how could you possibly still be spouting the bullshit the Daughters of the Confederacy passed off as historical curriculum for students after the U.S. president back then, Rutherford B. Hayes, abandoned Reconstruction following the Civil War? Because that government in your biznatch is the problem sounds a lot like a combination between a confederate loser's revisionist history and the southern strategy am i right nikki perhaps you just need a minute to 
explain why what you said really isn't what you meant. And you just used words incorrectly. Take all the time you need. Of course, the Civil War was about slavery. We know that. That's that's the easy part of it. What I was saying was, what does it mean to us today? What it means to us today is about freedom. That's what that was all about. It was about individual freedom. It was about economic freedom. It was about individual rights. We know the Civil War was about slavery, but it was also more than that. It was about the freedoms of every individual. (laughs) Well, uh, doubling down on your loser's propaganda version of events wasn't the direction I thought you would go, but... Then again, Nikki is right on brand for the former governor of the first state to secede from the Union because, and you guessed it, slavery. And also, South Carolina's governmental role in protecting slavery, but Nikki doesn't want to mention that any more than she would like you to discuss that she has Pakistani heritage, because as long as her voters think that her brown skin comes from a tanning booth, well, then she's just white passing. (laughs) Plus, this daughter of very brown immigrants has been regurgitating the Daughters of the Confederacy lies for decades. Here's Benedict Haley in 2010, when she was just another racist governor from South Carolina, talking about the traditional value of celebrating Confederate history. The same as you have Black History Month and you have Confederate History Month and all of those, as long as it's done where um, it is in a positive way and not in a negative way and it doesn't go to harm anyone and it goes back to where it focuses on the traditions of um, the people that are wanting to celebrate it then I think it's fine. For those groups that come in and say they have issues with the Confederate flag I will work to talk to them about it. I will work and talk to them about the heritage and how this is not something that is racist. This is something that is a tradition that people feel proud of. We have different sides, and I think that you see passions on different sides. And I don't think anyone does anything out of hate. I think what they do is they do things out of tradition and out of beliefs of what they believe is right. It was tradition versus change is the way I see it. Yeah, okay, Um, that sounds really gross. And somehow you have made the South the victim in all of this. But my question is, what traditions are we talking about Because this is where the Southern strategy meets white supremacy. The traditions Nikki is referring to are owning people, enslaving them for your financial benefit, raping and physically abusing them so that they'll do what you say, and sending newly formed slave patrols out to catch them if they escape. These are the traditions that the flag Nikki begrudgingly took down from the South Carolina Capitol building after years of being called out, even by the president of the NAACP for being a governor of color and yet waving a banner of slavery. Truth is, it wasn't until Dylan Roof, who was taken out for some Burger King by police on the way to the police station after Dylan killed nine black churchgoers in Charleston with an AR-15 that Nikki acknowledged publicly because of pressure and finally caved. But please tell me again how Nikki, ignore that I'm an immigrant Haley, is all protecting the rights of individuals. Of course, as long as they fit the Uberman version. Because let's not forget... 
It took flooding black neighborhoods with drugs to prevent them from becoming productive members of society, going all the way back to President Nixon. But apparently the meth problem white people have is just tradition. Going all the way back to their Nazi Germany roots, since Hitler touted methamphetamines as a pathway to creating super soldiers. So much for tradition, Nikki. And while we're on the subject of things we should never do again, Maine has joined Colorado in removing the Big Lebowski from their 2024 election ballot. We have breaking news this hour as Maine's top election official has now disqualified Donald Trump from the ballot in that state. Secretary of State of Maine is saying that Donald Trump is not qualified to be on the ballot in the primary in the state of Maine after reviewing petitions. In her 34-page decision, Sheena Bellows wrote, I'm mindful that no Secretary of State has ever deprived a presidential candidate of ballot access based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. I'm also mindful, however, that no presidential candidate has ever before engaged in insurrection. In evaluating the weight of evidence, it made clear that Mr. Trump was aware of the tender that was laid in a multi-month effort to delegitimize the 2020 election and then chose to light a match. I was in no way influenced by my political affiliation or personal beliefs about January 6, 2021. For all you Nikki Haley's out there, this, my friends, is about states' rights. As it always has been, states decide who goes on their ballots for elections. And Maine's Secretary of State has just removed Clown Ligula for being a seditious ass but who provided aid and comfort to his motley crew of fourth meal fighters on January 6th. And for those of you in the back, it was two registered voters, two Republican former state representatives and a former Democrat state representative who brought petitions to have Eric's dad removed from the ballot in Maine. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. So far, Colorado and Maine are taking Fatty Kruger's name off the ballot. But there are challenges to Donnie Two Scoops being on the ballot in multiple states, including Vermont, New York, Virginia, Texas, and Oregon. And for good reason. Not only the 14th Amendment and all that jazz, but keeping Girth Vader out of the White House is just better for the environment, or at least the way it smells, because apparently he does about Trump being kicked out of Keene Steakhouse in Manhattan where I was eating with my father in 1983 because his smell was so offensive. This wasn't an elderly thing. It was 1983. The smell was so f***ing offensive that they finally had to ask him to leave. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. I mean, think about uh, the best way to describe it. I, I've tried to like, so take like armpits, ketchup, like a butt and kind of put it in a blender and makeup and put that all in a blender and that's and, and you bottle that as a cologne, that's kind of that. He's worn diapers since probably the 90s, but I saw it firsthand in the 2000s on Celebrity Apprentice in late 2000s, and we'd have to uh, stop the show and, and change him, you know, and that was Keith Schiller's job. He would take him off set, he would wipe him down. It has a distinct smell that doesn't really get enough press. It's like body odor with kind of like a scented, makeup products, but you can smell the hair products even outdoors. <laughs>
you know, just looking at the overbronzed gourd with that box color blonde trash panda he has swirled on the top of his obviously bald head. And I totally believe that is exactly how he probably smells. <laughs> no wonder Melania sleeps on a completely different floor at Trump Tower. I'm sure the bedroom down the hall isn't far enough from that stench. <laughs> And I bet wandering around the private quarters at the White House when Stinky Don was in charge must have smelled like... The bog of eternal stench! And there is not anything like it. It's like... like... And that's all I have to say about that. New episodes of This Week Again air every Sunday. But if that's not enough for you, you can catch me on the podcast Face Palm America with host Beowulf Rockland, where we make fun of the news in real time, but record it as a podcast so you can listen whenever you want. Follow this show on social media wherever you can find us. And This Week Again is always available for your listening pleasure on places like Spotify, Audible, iHeart, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you so much for listening to this show. Ta-da till next year.